What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast, featuring myself, Fog Raw, as your main host, because Justin is away on vacation. Since this is the case, I figured, hey, what a better time than now to do an episode dedicated to myself. Now, we've done these episodes previously in the past, but I don't think we've done one like this since maybe episode 122. But I know for sure we have done an episode based off each of us around maybe episodes 58 and 59. Now, for those episodes, we basically did like a little backstory about ourselves, told about like our current groups we like, biases, and all that kind of stuff. So we'll do some of that in this one, too. But it's been a long time since we've done it, and I know we've gotten a lot of fans over the last couple, well, year now, year and a half, that probably haven't listened to those episodes because they're really old now, since, you know, episode 58 and 122 was 70-plus episodes ago. So I don't know how many people have listened back to all those. So, I'll give you a little update on what's going on, on me personally, my like likes and K-pop, how I got into K-pop, some of my former biases and stuff like that so you can get to know me a little more, as well as giving you a little look into my personal life outside of K-pop on the other side of things we're doing, I'm not listening to K-pop, you're not listening to me talk about K-pop. It may or may not make you like me more or less, I'm not really sure, guess we'll find out. I do know from talking to a lot of fans and other people in our Discord and just in general, that there's a weird pipeline between metalheads and rockers into K-pop. So that's kind of the background that we came from, Justin and I both. So maybe that'll make you like us more. We'll find out. But before we get into that, I do know there was a couple comebacks out we had recently that were super great. Girls Capitalism was released by Love Lucian. And their album dropped, so I purchased some of those. So that way I could get some of those... New Soyeon objects, as well as some of the objects for a couple of the girls who've never had physical cards available before. So that's pretty cool. And Secret Number came out with their song Starlight, and it is the song of the summer. I love it. If you want to go check out my reaction video to that, I actually did that solo by myself too. And I've got a lot of positive feedback on it, so that's pretty cool. Thanks, Indonesia. I love you guys. Outside of that, I know there's a couple other comebacks, and we just got done going to KCON, so it's been a very, very busy week. So if you want to go back and listen to our last episode, where we did a complete review of our experience at KCON 2023, I suggest you go do that, because it's a really fun episode. We did a lot of fun stuff. Now, as far as me, as a K-pop fan, I started out earlier, around like 2014, 2015, when one of my exes showed me Big Bang and stuff like that. But then after that, I kind of casually listened to it. I never really got into it, dove deep into it or anything like that. But I knew it existed. But I became a real fan of K-pop, like a deep hardcore fan into K-pop, into 2016, 2017. Now for me, personally, I mean, it's a very broad definition of what makes you a K-pop fan. But once you first take that deep dive into looking into all the members and their discography and you read about them, I feel like that makes you a real K-pop fan. So a lot of people casually listen to it, and they don't even like know all the members of Blackpink. There's only four of them, but once you really dive in there and you like learn all the members and you can recognize them, that's when you really turn the corner and you're like, yeah, this is it. Like this is what I, this is where I want to be. Now the first song that got me into K-pop, of course, like a lot of people, was Bubble Pop by Hyuna, as well as Crazy by Four Minute, which he was also in. But another big one that really got me into it was View by Shiny. And I'll always remember driving in the car during a summer, like, heat wave. Like, it was hot. And we were driving with the windows down, and my ex showed me View by Shiny. Changed me forever. That's the moment it clicked for me, and I was like, hey, this K-pop thing's, like, dope. Like, this is something I can really get behind and I can really support. And after that, 
ever since, whenever I listen to View, it just like takes me back to that moment when it was like super nice, beautiful summer, hot day out, driving with the windows down, chilling, and forever in my life, View by Shiny will always be connected with summer. That's like the ultimate summer song for me. Now, I think our most memorable comeback, because we followed it for a little bit, and we didn't really realize what comebacks were and all that kind of stuff, but I think my first memorable comeback that I remember, like, looking forward to teasers and trailers and all this stuff and getting super hyped for was for Peekaboo by Red Velvet, because Red Velvet was, at the time, our favorite group. Like, that's all we really cared about was Red Velvet. We knew other groups existed, but for the most part, it was pretty much just Red Velvet. Now, because of this, my first bias I ever had was Wendy from Red Velvet. She was really cool, really funny. We watched a lot of content with Red Velvet on, like, game shows, reality shows, variety shows. And I just always was kind of drawn to her because, you know, she's very outgoing and fun and lively. As well as the fact that she spoke English because she's from Canada. So, it kind of connected with us because she could, like, speak and talk to us, you know. So, that's really cool. Really love Wendy. She always have a special place in my heart. But also during this time is when I saw... A video of a cover dance for the song Ponytail by two girls that I never knew were K-pop idols and I thought were just normal dancers like doing a dance video until I found out that those were actually members of the group CLC which I'd never heard of at the time and one of them was Yujin and the other one was Sunyeon who in my opinion was just like the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life so I looked into it found out they were CLC and ever since that moment when I discovered CLC, Sungyeon had become my ultimate bias. Like, she's number one on my bias list of favorite K-pop idols of all time. Um, she's also just very funny, very goofy. Um, we watched a lot of CLC content, pretty much all the CLC content you can think of, all the cheat keys, all the variety shows, which weren't very many because CLC did not get promoted very well by Cube. But we followed them very, very closely until their ultimate disbandment a uh, year or so ago. Each of the members is still kind of doing their own thing, which is kind of nice. So I can still like keep up with them because like Instagram is a big thing now. They have their solo accounts. So I'm thankful for that. Sungyeon's currently with Soren at Wild. And they're like doing music together. She was just featured on one of her songs, so that's nice. Um, shout out to Eugen for being in Kepler, who I just saw live. And that was one of the best moments of my entire life that I never thought was going to happen. Uh, Yin just won Queendom Puzzle and she's an L's up, so that's pretty cool. Yunbin's doing some acting stuff. She's really big into acting. Elkie's over there in China doing her solo music. She actually just had a comeback a little bit ago. And Sung you don't see from as much, but I'm assuming she's having a good time with her niece and her family because she was all about that like uh, family life when she was still in CLC. But yeah, miss CLC, love CLC. Sung Yun, you're always my ultimate bias if you're listening to this. I got a CLC tattoo on my arm like five years ago, so that shows you how dedicated I am to them. They'll always be a part of me. And I'm glad they gave me everything they did because they're the ones that really made me dive deep into K-pop and really changed the course of my life for a solid six years now. But after CLC disbanded, you know, you move on to the next thing, the next group that comes into your life and changes you forever. And for me, that group is Pixie. And we were always casual listeners of Pixie because we'd listen to all their comebacks and stuff like that and check them out. As you do, you know, we listen to a lot of K-pop music. They had some really good songs, like Wings was really great. It really hit me how awesome they were when we saw them on tour when they came to America earlier this year. And we liked them so much, we saw them three times and I wish we could have seen them more. Like I would have followed the entire tour if I was this big of a fan back when they first toured. And man, I love them. Everything about them is the best. Which leads to my current bias being Dia from Pixie. She's like my number one bias right now. 
she's really just got that same energy as all the rest of my favorite idols, my other biases that I had. Seeing her live really changed me, especially getting selfies with them and talking to her. It was great. Um, Dia's the best. Pixie's the best. I love both of them. So I'm happy for them. Can't wait to have them have a comeback. I'm really looking forward to that literally every day. They're like the background on my phone and the background on the wallpaper of my computer. So Pixie, please come back soon. I miss you. Now for an update on like my current favorite groups, my all-time favorite groups. So you know you can get a little bit of where I'm coming from and where I'm headed. My all-time favorite groups are CLC, WJSN, and Eyeswan. Like I said, CLC, they were my favorite group for a really long time, but then they were inactive because they were like weren't doing anything. Until they came back with helicopter out of nowhere, then they just disappeared for a little bit before they disbanded. And during that time, one of the big groups that really went in and slotted in for them was WJSN. Love WJSN, they're awesome. My bias in WJSN was Luda. I watched a lot of WJSN content. I'm kind of sad I got into them kind of like towards the end of their, I wouldn't say the career's over, but kind of towards the end of like their main career before they, you know, when you're younger, you come back all the time, you get a lot of music, a lot of variety shows and stuff. But we really didn't get into them until, I want to say, Unnatural came out. So I mean, it was kind of towards the tail end of their musical stuff. I do remember them having a couple other songs that we really liked when they came out, but we didn't really follow them very closely, mainly because there's a ton of members. We didn't want to get like into the whole thing of figuring out who all of them were and everything. But that soon changed, and I learned a lot about them, and I love WJSN. I wish they were still active. The other group that I really loved, as I mentioned earlier, was Eyes One. They were formed from a Purdue series, and I've talked about it before, but I was going through a kind of a dark low time in my life. Uh, I'm not really going to get into it because it's not that important. But watching Produce 48, even though it had already been over for like a couple months, really gave me a new thing to put a passion and love into. So Eyes One will always hold a very special place in my heart. I loved Eyes One, all their comebacks, everything. I wish I could have gotten to them from the beginning when they first started out after the show was over. But I really got into them during the Fiesta era and they just changed me, like I've said often in this episode. Because, my gosh, there's so many groups that come along and you like don't really realize how much of an impact they have on you until they're either gone or... Well, really, until they're gone. And, like, man, they really, like, had a hold on me. Like, they were, like, a big part of my life. Like, I followed them a lot. It's weird because I try to explain it to people. And when you follow these groups, yeah, you may never see them. Yeah, they have no idea who you are. Yeah, you only see what they want you to see. But you, like, really get attached to them as people, not just idols. Like, you really like them. Like, they'd be like, man, if I had friends, I wish they were just like you. Like... I wish I had friends like you. We could hang out, do stuff. You guys are the best. It's just like having a bunch of friends to hang out with all the time. And ironically, out of all these groups, Eyes One is the only group that I have every single version of every single album that they ever made. Multiple versions, actually. That's how much I loved Eyes One. But luckily for us, they kind of flowered off, and they're all doing their own thing, and they're all pretty successful. So I'm happy for that. I still get to see them around promoting and doing things. So yeah, that's my all-time favorite groups. Now for my current favorite groups, uh, like I said, Pixie, where my favorite, or my bias is Dia, my current old bias, Dia. Next we have one of the more current groups that I'm really into thanks to Queendom, and that's Triple S. Where if Dia's number one, uh, Soyeon, my bias of Triple S is a close number one point one, because my gosh, Soyeon is the best. We started out not knowing who she was, watched her struggle to do her little performance at the beginning, was really questioning 
how she became an active idol because it wasn't great. To her really just crushing it on the show and me just like falling for her super hard. And now I'm just knee deep in triple S content. I watch Signals every single day even though they're like old now. I'm getting caught up on all the old ones. And watching her be a little sim. Just walking around the house and then hanging out with Heron is just the greatest thing ever. My favorite thing is when a new member gets introduced into the group and it's like she gets a new best friend. I love it. So, Soyeon from Triple S. Well, Soyeon and Triple S. Um, I'm really into that right now. Another group I'm really into, which I wasn't into as much before, is Tribe. But seeing them live really changed me because, my gosh, apparently seeing groups live really just makes them the, my favorite group ever. But seeing them live, they were super fun, super energetic, super great. And my bias in that group is Hyunbin. She was really cool live, super great energy, great smile, super bubbly. I also gained a lot of respect for her when they had their TMI segment. And her TMI for the day was that she did not want to come on stage and perform. And I'm like, wow, I feel that girl. Like, you're just like the rest of us. So, try being Hyunbin. Uh, next, we have... A group that we got into accidentally because of Pixie, ironically. And that was Secret Number. They've been around for a long time. I'm sure you've heard us talk about them before. But over the last couple months, we've really grown to like them. And my bias in Secret Number is Ginny because we love Secret Airlines. It's our favorite show to watch. Yes, it's super awkward at times. But they have a lot of new goo groups on there, which we appreciate. And we love Ginny and Minji. And... I just love Jenny. She's awesome. I love hearing her talk in English. It's one of my favorite things in the entire world. And their comeback Starlight was sick. I think I said that earlier. I don't really remember. But they're really good. I now have all the albums for them post Fire Saturday. So Stan OT6 secret number. Then lastly, my next group that I have. I mean, I'm into a lot of groups. We listen to a ton of groups. These are like my main ones I've really been into the last few months. Is I Chillin'. We've talked about them before on the show. We got all the albums for them. And they're really good. I feel like they could be a, a really good group here in the future. Even if they're still kind of stuck in the new goo territory. I feel like they definitely have what it takes to surpass that and move to the next level. And my bias in that group is Junie. Also, ironically, another person from LA and can speak English. Apparently, English speakers really just connect with me. But she's really funny. Um, super cool. Really, everybody in iChillin' is great. It's really hard to pick a bias because everybody's so awesome. But iChillin' is really good. Go listen to Kickstart. It's a great song. They actually post a lot on social media, so that's really cool, too. So you're always seeing them doing something. Now, I also talked about this in a former episode. I don't know which one it is specifically, but I bring it up in our Discord all the time. But I've noticed a pattern where a lot of the members of these groups that I like have the exact same blood type and I don't know if that really has to do with anything but it's just a very very strange coincidence in my opinion I don't remember what the blood type on my other biases in my former episodes were but I do know because I looked into it because I didn't realize I looked it up yesterday that out of the five like idols I just listed Dia is AB Hyunbin is B Jinny is B and Soyeon is B and the only one who's not some type of B blood type is Junie from iChillin' and she's A. What does it have to do with anything? Probably nothing. It might just be a strange coincidence, but a coincidence nonetheless. So that's kind of cool. Maybe you guys can look into your own biases, see if you guys got any patterns going on, because, you know, 
maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Let me know in the comment section. But that pretty much wraps it up for my K-pop side of me. Next, we're going to do this weird transition into the non-K-pop side of me by me telling my favorite foods in Korea. So my favorite Korean food has got to be tteokbokki, the spicy rice cakes. One of my favorite things in the entire world. If I could eat that every single day, I would do it. Of course, I love a good hot pot, because you can do anything in a hot pot. Hot pots are delicious, but my other thing that I really love besides tteokbokki is Korean blood sausage. I know a lot of people think it's kind of strange if you've never eaten it before, but I suggest you try it. It's really good, especially with the tteokbokki. Just dip it in that sauce. Delicious. And my favorite American foods, getting into the non-K-pop side of me, are deep dish pizza. Love Chicago-style deep dish pizza. If I could also eat that for every meal of the day, I would do that. I suggest Nancy's. That's probably one of my favorite places. Luminati's in Chicago is also really good. Giordano's, I'd say, is under that. And the other ones, I mean, are just kind of all gathered together after that. But I think at the top of my list is Nancy's pizza. I love Nancy's pizza. Something about the sauce. It's like kind of sweet and less savory, but I really love it. My other favorite food to eat is pasta salads of many varieties. I'm a connoisseur of pasta salad, but the ones that are like vinegary, like have like a, a Italian or like some type of vinegary dressing on it. Love those. They're the best. So like I said earlier in the show, we came from like a metal rock kind of background. So very much different from what K-pop is, I would say, but for some reason it just transitioned beautifully. And it's not just me it happened to, it's a ton of people. But a little background information about me. Um, some of you may know, my big hobby outside of K-pop is playing Magic the Gathering. I've been playing that since around 99, 2000 when I was a little kid. Grew up playing it at summer camp. Just kind of always stuck with me. There's something about it that I just love being creative. There's thousands of cards, endless possibilities. You can do whatever you want, it's the best. My main format I play is Commander, which is a singleton format with one guy that's your commander. I'm not going to explain it to you because I mean I don't know if you really care or not. But my favorite part about it is you can be as creative as you want to be. Yes, a lot of people play the same stuff. They play the same meta decks to do that stuff. I don't do that personally. I don't build common commanders. I don't build common decks. I go out of my way to make things very unique, very different. Because winning and losing don't matter to me. I've won my fair share of games. i lost my fair share of games. What I want is for someone to leave the table, even if I get taken out first and say, hey, that was the craziest deck, the most unique deck I've ever seen. Like, that's really cool. That's a win for me. That's what I like to hear. So I build a lot of weird stuff. Some of you may also know from listening to the podcast, I have my own YouTube channel called Not Your Average Meta, where I play magic games with my friends, and I upload videos that I edit. Um, we're doing pretty good. We got monetized a couple months ago. If you want to go check that out, you can. Don't feel like you have to. I really don't care. But yeah, it's really fun. I love magic. It keeps me thinking mostly. It makes my brain move. I'm always thinking, constantly thinking. Um, I really like sports. I grew up playing sports my entire life. I used to play a lot of basketball, football, and stuff when I was in like grade school and high school. I don't follow it as much as I used to, but I still like, you know, checking on the team stats for football and basketball and all that. I'm really into college sports, so I think the one that I follow most closely is Texas A&M sports because I... I've really loved Texas A&M since my favorite player in college, AC Law IV, played for Texas A&M, so I've always been a fan of them since I want to say 2005, 2006. So it's been a really long time now. So I really follow them closely, basketball and football. The other sports are okay. I don't really pay too much attention to them. I know they're really good in track and field, but actually I think they're pretty good in baseball too. 
but I don't pay as much attention to those because I, you know, I didn't play them personally. So I pay a lot of attention to the football and the uh, basketball. I still go to the gym regularly. I've been doing that since I graduated high school in 2009. I do a lot of powerlifting. That's what I've always done because I was taught by the guys at the gym to eat big, lift big. That's how you get stronger. That's how you get bigger. So that's what I've always done. So that's been my philosophy. Not really the best philosophy to have, but outside of meeting Eugene and Kepler and seeing a CLC member live and in person last week, I'd say the most significant achievement I've had personally for me was when I benched 355 pounds because I'm not very big. I'm only about 205. So that was a big achievement for me. Not going to lie, I've been kind of lost since I did that because you always set goals for yourself of stuff you really want to do or stuff you need to like work towards. And I haven't really gotten anything that I really want to work towards as much as doing that because that was just like a big milestone for me. Yeah, so that's kind of what my hobbies are outside of the K-pop me that you know. Also, you know, I like I have other hobbies, but that's like the main ones that I really do because, you know, everybody's got their own little stuff they do. So next I'll tell you a little bit about some of the groups and music that I like outside of K-pop. Some of you may have heard of them, some of you may have not have heard of them because, you know, different scenes. Groups that technically aren't active anymore, but I have their album saved. I listen to them, like, nonstop. Um, the Junior Varsity, they're like a local band from the Springfield area that were kind of like a Midwest emo kind of band back in the day. The big boom of that, and like, you know, the early 2000s to, like, 2010s. Another group like that is North Star. They're not, both these groups aren't around anymore. I think I said that, but they're not around anymore. But, and to me... This is like comfort music, like when I just want to chill out, or I'm like driving late at night, or I'm just like not wanting to think and relax, I'll throw their albums on. They both only have like two albums, but they're great albums, I suggest you listen to them if you never listen to them. Um, but yeah, I love that kind of stuff. I grew up listening to like emo music, you know, like The Used, Under Oath, Taking Back Sunday, Brand New, those kind of things. So these are ones that are more underground away from that, if you would. Now for the groups that are active, that still play music, um, we're actually going to go see one of them here in, um, I want to say, a month maybe. And it's probably my current favorite group, and that's Dance Gavin Dance. I've really been into Dance Gavin Dance for a very long time. They've had a lot of lineup changes, but they're still going strong. They're really good. My second favorite group would be Knocked Loose. They're more of a hardcore beatdown kind of group. So more like the screamo, yelling, kind of heavy bass, heavy rips. Um, old and hardcore is what they call themselves. Shot of Kentucky. They just had a little two-song EP thing they put out. Um, go super hard. I wish I could have seen them at Lollapalooza, but the times just didn't match up for what we were doing. So next time. I have seen them live multiple times. Actually, all these bands I've seen live multiple times. I've been to a lot of concerts. Next up is one of my personal favorite bands that I'm like known for a while and I talk to all the time so I set my friends on fire they're also that little early 2010s kind of screamo emo core got famous off myspace kind of stuff but Matt's really cool dude Nate's really cool dude when they first came back out of the little like hiatus that they were on I literally saw them like eight times in the span of like six months if they came around more, I'd definitely go see them. I love I set my friends on fire. So much energy. I just love music where it's like batshit crazy. Things are going off the wall, like nonsense. Music's everywhere. 
heavy breakdowns, screams, like stuff like that. Uh, if you ever heard of groups like Heavy Heavy Low Low or Fear Before the March of Flames, they're both really old school groups. I really love that kind of stuff. Another group I really like is like Moss the Flames. I've been a fan of them for a very long time. I've probably seen them four or five times live. I really like them. Ironically, one of the reasons I really got into them is because their music was always like really angry, really heavy, like heavy breakdowns, heavy screams. Then once Chris got married, they put on an album that was kind of softer, per se, softer than what they normally did. And I thought they kind of lost their touch because I'm like, this is not the angry like Lost of Flames that I really loved. But they put out a little five or six on EP a little bit ago and they kind of got their kind of got their touch back. So I'm really excited to see what they do now that they're back post-COVID. And lastly, another group I'm really into is similar to Knock Loose, and they're called Kublai Khan. And they kind of make beat-down hardcore music, you know, get in the pit, punch people in the face, go hard. I really love them, they're really cool. I've seen them live a couple times, and they always just bring the energy. And I really, I don't know, it's been a while since I've been in a pit, but if they came back, I'd definitely get dust off the old vans and try to get my 30 year old body out there to party with them. But that's the other kind of music I listen to outside of K-pop. I mean, there's a lot more bands I listen to, like uh, Thy Art Is Murder, Chelsea Grin, Darko US, those like active groups. But there's a lot of unactive groups that I listen to, like Burden of a Day, Thursday. Actually, I think Thursday might still be kind of active. Um, Gwen Stacy, stuff like that. So if anybody else listens to that type of music, uh, let me know in the comment section because I'll definitely talk to you about it. That kind of does it for my little get to know me on and off the court segment I got here. Eventually Justin will have to do his updated one. I guess if you have any questions or comments, leave them below. Or if you'd like to come talk to us every day, we have a link tree that leads you to our Discord. Feel free to come join the Discord, it's 100% free. Lots of people in there. We'll talk to you about whatever you want. We're all multi-stands. I know a lot of people ask about this on Reddit all the time, so I invite them. Or I guess 20 to 30 plus. So I mean, there's some older K-pop fans in there. All walks of life, all over the country, all over the world. We'd be happy to talk to you. And go check out our friends over at Cork STL in St. Louis. I'll leave the link to their shop and everything in the description of the video as well. They always support us. We always support them. And yeah... I hope you guys got to enjoy getting to know me a little bit. Hopefully you like me or connect with me a little more than you did previously. If not, I'm sorry. I hope you don't like me any less though. And next week, Justin should be back. And we should be back to our regularly scheduled program. So look forward to that. Till next week, stay safe out there. It's been really hot. And we'll see you later. Peace.